Marta. Ay, ay, ay. Hola, amor. Hola, cariño. Hello, and welcome to Uy, Que Horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I am Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Welcome, Eileen. Oh, thank you, Johnny. What a thrill to be here today. It is. You look lovely. Thank you. This movie that we're talking about today, at first I was like, this might be just a little bit of a stretch for us. Mm -hmm. However, I think that it is an important movie to talk about because it talks about the Latinx community specifically in the United States of America. Yeah. Which is a vital part of the Latinx community. Absolutely. So I mean, uh, we're part of it. We're part of it. <laughs> Besides watching a Latinx movie every week, Johnny, Matthew, <laughs> and I watch movies every single day. We're part of a movie club. And uh, we started watching the Paranormal Activity series, the franchise. And when we came across this one, we were like, holy shit, look at this cast. It's There is possibly a white person in here and Johnny very wisely said should we do this on the podcast and so it was decided it's all Latinx cast yeah pretty much so today (laughs) uh, we are covering paranormal activity the marked ones which I guess would be considered paranormal activity five but it is its own thing it's kind of a spin-off yes it's in the world it's in the universe but it's just a sidestep to the right, if you will. And a welcome sidestep. After watching four of just like white people scared of ghosts and demons, it was refreshing to see some brown faces. I think this is an important thing to talk about before we get into this movie. We should specifically talk about Paranormal Activity 1, 2, and 3. In part 1, 2, and 3, like Eileen just said, it's white people abound. They are so wise. However, in Paranormal Activity 2, there is one Latinx character, Martine. Yes, Martine. She does play the housekeeper, uh, which, you know, okay. But what's nice about Martine in Paranormal Activity 2, 2, it's part 2, yeah. She does not speak a word of English. It's only Spanish that that she speaks, Mm -hmm. yes. And if I'm correct, they didn't even translate her with subtitles. They were just like, okay, we'll have this tiny other white girl repeat what she says in English. I really love that. that Me they're too. Like you don't understand her. That's uh, not our problem. Yeah. And they it. also do that in this movie with the abuela. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about part one, two, and three real quick. Mm-hmm. All right. So part one, the movie literally starts. You meet this woman named Katie. I'd say she's a 20, 30 something woman, white lady. She arrives at her beautiful big house. She has a shitty husband. So Katie arrives at this house and off the bat, Mika's like, oh, I bought a video camera to document the the creepy shit that's going on in our house. Mm -hmm. Mika throughout the movie taunts the ghost or the demon. You don't know what. He makes fun of like the psychic that Katie brings to the house. The whole time Katie says to him, this has this happened to me when I was younger. I'm scared of it. Please don't push it. Don't push it. Don't push it. He pushes. The first three movies really do a big, like one of the big things, themes in it is don't talk about it. Don't give it the power of noticing it, basically. At one point, Katie becomes possessed by what we discover is a demon. This thing has been following her since she was a kid. 
The end of the movie, Katie wakes up and does like a classic paranormal activity standstill, which is a person standing at the edge of a bed, watching a person sleeping, and time just goes by fast. So the person like kind of moves fast because they're just standing there. It's very creepy. So she stands there for like hours. Finally, it goes back to real time. She walks downstairs. We hear her screaming, Mika, Mika. He wakes up. He rushes downstairs. You don't see this. You just hear this. Yeah. There's some sort of kerfuffle downstairs. The next thing you know, you hear like thudding footsteps coming upstairs. Mika's body is thrown at the camera. Katie comes in covered in blood. She weirdly sniffs his body very animalistically. Yeah. And then rushes the camera with a silly demon face. (laughs) Yeah, which I was so So, afraid when we watched it. And I was like, no, I didn't even see it. I didn't see it because I was covering my eyes. Probably for the best because the demon face, in my opinion, does not look good. However, the movie is very spooky. Oh, my God. Jump scares. It's very creepy. The tension is thick. It's, It's not bad. Yeah. It's actually good. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, for sure. And so part two, we cut to Katie's sister, Christy. She has a baby boy named Hunter. The whole movie centers around this little baby boy Hunter. He's, For some reason, he's the firstborn male of this family mm-hmm. line in a really long time. And you know, the the husband, this is his second marriage. Katie is his second mm-hmm. wife. So they bring this new baby home. He's got a, a teen daughter from his previous wife. And she's Her name like... Is, uh, Allie. Allie. Allie Ray. And she's an annoying teen and whatever. She's the one that's <laughs> always following Martine. And she's like yeah. the translator. She's the one that's basically like, there's ghosts here. Cool. Oh my God. If we're having ghosts, it's going to be great. And it's like, <laughs> no ho. We don't want a demon in the house in the house we don't want a demon we in don't, the house we don't want a demon in the house so <laughs> that movie ends with Katie comes to the house kills the parents and steals Hunter. We're supposed to understand that the moment Katie comes in the house is right after she has killed Mika in the movie before. Now, let's briefly talk about part three as well, which takes us back to 1988, I believe is what it is, where Katie and Christy are little girls. Mm -hmm. This one, I thought part three was really cool because it was in the 80s, and it's full of really cool jump scares and everything. And in this movie, we discover kind of like the real mythology So all this crazy stuff starts happening to Katie and Christy. I don't remember, unfortunately, how it starts. Katie basically is like, my friend Toby. So here he is. Which is is the demon. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't remember how he appears. But at the end of the movie, this family has gotten so scared by all the paranormal activity (laughs) in their house. (laughs) So they say, we got to get out of here. We got to go to Grandma Lois's house. So they arrive at Grandma Lois's house, which is the beautiful house out in the country. They're staying there. And something's clearly fishy about Grandma Lois. So Grandma that night, Lois, and that bitch is, you cannot trust that house. She is, she is a spooky, spooky lady. Yeah. So that night, a bunch of witches show up at the house. The demon slaughters the parents. Yeah. So the parents are dead. The movie ends with Lois taking the girls away. They all go with the demon somewhere. The movie ends and you clearly find, like realize that Grandma Lois kind of orchestrated this whole thing. Fuck, fuck part four. Fuck part four. <laughs> you know, the director of part five, Christopher Landon, he, I guess, co-wrote part four. And he, even he says, like, we made a mistake. <laughs> wow, okay. I don't think... 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think he directed it, but he co-wrote, and he was just like, no. Okay, so are we ready to just let, dive Let me give you a first? small... Oh my gosh. Let me give you a small Please. synopsis of this film. When a young man becomes the target of a malevolent entity, he must uncover its truth and it's nope. He must uncover <laughs> its true intentions before it takes complete control of him. Yeah, okay. that sounds about right. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Here we go. Five, the marked ones. ones. We open and we're at the Lincoln High School graduation ceremony for the class of 2012. There's a valedictorian speaking. His name is Oscar. Somebody's, you know, of course, like filming the event with a camcorder. Whoever's filming is like, hey, Jesse, this guy in the front row or up toward the front turns around, waves at us in his cap and gown. This is Jesse our protagonist the whole world ahead of him freshly graduated <laughs> there is so much ahead yes we cut to like post-graduation celebration outside the auditorium where jesse's family is waiting for him they hug the abuela says estoy orgullo orgullosa i'm proud of you it's very sweet we meet his sister yvette we meet his dad dad <laughs> <laughs> we meet his best friend Hector. We also see them kind of like pass by the valedictorian Oscar, who is standing there with this guy who kind of looks rough and tumble, covered in tattoos. Yeah. His name is Arturo. Can we call him Art? <laughs> sure. So with the celebration continues. We cut to Jesse's apartment complex. Yeah. Which seems to be all. Latinx families. Yeah, because they have a they have a party in that courtyard and it's just like it made me miss my family in San Francisco oh. so much. Because it was just this... dancing, fun, tequila everywhere. Like it doesn't matter that this kid is probably seventeen or eighteen. They're like, drink this shot, you fucking oh, guy. <laughs> throughout the movie. Yeah, they're just pounding tequila. I have got to agree, this scene was it just gave me all good feelings. Yeah. It felt warm. It was that he's dancing with his abuela. So we do get like kind of the introduction to him always carrying a camera, which in found footage is important because yeah. you're not nobody's uh, nobody just nobody is really like just carries around a camera all the fucking time. Right. Although so, now we are in the day and age where like yeah. we're filming everything on our phones, but back then like camera camera is a different yeah. situation rather than yeah. just like here's my phone. It's two different things, I feel. Exactly. So Jesse notices that his dad has a new camera and he's like, hey, let me try this camera. It's so cool. I won't drop it. So you can tell that he's got an interest mm -hmm. in this new fancy camera. We meet his adorable dog, Chavo. Chavo. <laughs> so sweet. We meet Marisol, which is a close family friend of his. She arrives with salsa, which is delicious. <laughs> Such it's, a big ass bowl of salsa. Too. Huge. I was like, girl, but you like, really hey. need that much fucking salsa. La gran puta. <laughs> She made she made salsa for the entire complex. She sure did. So while we're here at this party, you know, I guess it cuts to like a little bit later. Uh, Jesse is sitting with Hector and another friend of his. And we notice an apartment in the back that's covered with, the windows are covered with newspaper. Mm -hmm. And someone says, that's Anna's apartment. She lives below us. And my dad's room has a vent 
that connects to Anna's room downstairs. And she's always wailing and moaning. Yeah. And first of all, I would think, okay, well, they're having sex. However, like I get the idea that it's like middle of the night and yeah. it's weird and spooky. Yeah. So we get this quick shot of Jesse being gifted like a fat wad of money from his dad, <laughs> his 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 uh, graduation gift, and the very next scene, Jesse has bought himself. A brand new camera. So this like sets in motion like why he's filming everything. He's super excited about this camera. Right. So Jesse's trying out his new camera and he sees Hector. Hector runs over and he's like, hey, Jesse, let me try your new camera. And Hector starts to, I guess, accidentally film a bunch of guys across the street. And okay, they look like your stereotypical like... Cholo gangster. Being yes. from San Francisco and having a large part of my family from the mission, and which is a, a big Latino community there, and there is a very large place in my heart that loves some like large dicky shorts, a fucking tall white sock, a fresh clean pair of Chucks or Adidas, tank top, like a white tank top and like a shaved head. There's something about that look for me that is that gets me going. But it's and often associated with you're a hoodlum, you're a piece of shit, you're garbage. You know what I mean? Now how do you feel about that like that representation in this movie are you okay with that well not you really know? i mean i get it because it is we can't deny that it is part of living sure. in those communities like you will find people in gangs and the 805 is real and that kind of shit in la la in particular has a big community that is looked upon in a stereotypical way and i don't love seeing it now like it's especially when it has this like oh they're gonna come over here and fuck me up and they're gonna come here and like steal my shit or whatever like I, it's not my favorite but i understand why it's here i understand that mm -hmm. it is not just a threat to white people because obviously they see this look and they're like oh yeah my god my pills i must clutch them but also like <laughs> it's it's a big fear in just like the working man's community and the latino community because moms and grandmas are like i no quiero que sea cholo vato i don't want him to be involved in drugs i don't want him to be in gangs like it's you know i mean you you said it it's part it is part of our community okay so these gangsters spot Hector filming them so they come over they threaten him and we notice that one of these gangsters is Art yes who we saw before with his brother Oscar the valedictorian the gangsters come up to them they confront them so Jesse and Hector run off mm -hmm. next thing we know we cut back to to Jesse's family's apartment and Jesse is attaching a GoPro which I guess came with his camera to a laundry basket Hector comes in <laughs> eating a tortilla, and wearing a shirt that says, what does it say? Do I don't remember because I was too busy it being says... like, I want a tortilla because it's my favorite yes. snack. And he was like, you don't have any chips, so I, gra I grabbed the tortilla. <laughs> I also could just grab a tortilla and eat it like that. My grandma just... used to be, Ugh. she used to come in and be like, ¿Quieres una tortilla con mantequilla y sal? <laughs> and I'd be like, yes. yeah, just tortilla with butter and salt. She would heat it up on the fire itself 
flip it around mm-hmm. a couple times, and then just put a knob of butter and sprinkle salt, and then roll it up, uh. and I would fuck that shit up, dude. My mouth is watering. <laughs> so Hector comes in, eating a tortilla. He's wearing a shirt that says, Powered by Frijoles. Oh, God! So- <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I know that. Okay, so this movie was written and directed by a white man, but I still I like that. Like, gotta love it and giggle at this little thing. Because he here's the thing, his... I have definitely seen Latino people with that kind of shirt on. That's like sure, g- powered by frijoles. Honestly, would definitely buy that shirt and wear it. Somebody get us that shirt, please. All right, so so Hector comes in, tortilla, frijoles. And next thing we know, Hector is like strapped up in this laundry basket with the GoPro on it at the top of the stairs of the complex. Flung down. Scared out of his mind. (laughs) He comes down the stairs. He eats shit at the bottom. He's all scraped up. He hurts his dick. And yeah, he like smashes his balls. He (laughs) scrapes up his knee. He's tending to his, his wounds. When we hear screaming from coming from Anna's apartment, the newspaper apartment from before. Yeah. And Oscar, valedictorian, he comes out of Anna's apartment. Not looking good. Jesse is like, hey, Oscar, what are you doing there? You know Anna? Oscar does not answer him. He's like, he bye. walks off, and we pan back to the apartment, and Anna's just staring at them. Okay. We, okay, Anna. <laughs> we see you're up to something. So we cut back to the family apartment. La abuela is cooking something. The guys start to serve up tequila shots. She doesn't want to, but then she takes one and gives out this like triumphant shriek, and I'm in love with her. She's she's so teeny tiny. Still, like this is where what we said earlier. She they don't translate her at all. She's just speaking Mm -hmm. in Spanish. She's like, no estoy cocinando. I'm actually cleaning, and they're like, here let's have some tequila and she's like i know no bueno pues like she's so like excited about it and then she they serve another one and she takes it too she starts to fucking sing and like use our little <laughs> kitchen towel to like do a little dance and then they hear a thud and they're like shh, mm-hmm. shh what is that mm-hmm. and she points to the ground and she's like es la de abajo es la vecina de abajo it's the es neighbor la... from downstairs ana and so even the abuela is like, you can tell that she's like, something's wrong with this fucking bitch downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't talk to Anna downstairs. Which I thought was really nice because in the other three movies, the partner or the person that's like supporting the original person that's hearing the paranormal activity, they're always skeptical and shitty about it. And this abuelita yes. immediately is like, Uy, esa de abajo no me gusta. Straight up tells him, don't mess with that. Yeah. So the guys go into the bedroom that I think Jesse shares this bedroom with his dad. It's just like one long yeah. bedroom. Yeah. And that is where the vent is that they hear. I guess, moaning in the middle of the night. So they go up to the vent, they hear like moaning, but they're shrieking. Yeah. So they get the idea to get the GoPro, tie it to a string, like I guess hook up the GoPro to an HDMI, which Hector Heed calls- me. Heed the me? <laughs> Heed the me? Or something like that. It was very cute. So they, yeah. So they take the vent off, they tie the GoPro to a string, to an Heed me. They connect it to like a computer screen or a TV screen the so they TV. can see what the GoPro is, is seeing. They dip it into the vent down to Anna's apartment and through the vent, 
Hector, you know, so Jesse is putting the GoPro into the vent. And Hector Hector's is watching the filming screen. the TV with the other camera. Right. Yeah. And he's like, bro, bro, there's a naked lady. She's got big ass titties and she's naked. And there is a fully naked woman standing there and he's freaking out. And uh, Jesse's at the... <laughs> at the grate being like dude let me see i want to see like a pure teen boy situation oh, yes at one point abuela oh my god i like, love her the inhale the inhale where she's classic. like están viendo películas sucias i was like oh my god and the inhale classic. Is you the best. sold me right there yeah the, that dramatic latin inhale <laughs> So they, they're like, no, Abuela, get out. Get so out, lock her, her out. They shut her out. So um, Hector goes back to like, look at this woman. But then Anna comes into frame. Fully nude as well. Fully naked. And Hector, unfortunately, says some pretty shitty things because she's a bigger lady. And, and I just uh, want to say, listen, uh -huh. being a woman of a certain age with a body that is not Hollywood appropriate is what I'm going to say coming out there and getting buck ass naked that's i don't want to say that's so brave because it's not she's a woman with a fucking body you know what i mean yeah. but like mm -hmm. good for her lady book the gig you know what i mean and go out there and deliver the job and I, she does she does and this is no small franchise this is a big horror franchise yeah dude a lot of people are gonna see this i would be uh, i'd be like you know hesitant at first but the fact like girl hell yeah you fucking went out there you showed your ass and titties and you were a horrible bruja pero you know you did what you pero, had to do yeah i hear you yeah i hear you so she comes into frame and she starts to paint this kind of symbol on this other woman's belly. They think it's red paint, but listen, that shit is blood. And this is a symbol that we have seen in the other movies as yes. well. It looks mm -hmm. very much like the Harry Potter Deathly Hollows, which is a triangle, I'm... a circle, no stick in the middle to represent the mm -hmm. wand. It's just, a t you know, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. J.K. Rowling, stop being an asshole. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Fuck you, what J.K. Rowling. <laughs> they they make a noise. I don't know how they do it. Maybe they bang the GoPro, and they're like, oh, shit. So they pull up the camera. At this point, Hector's like, maybe your abuela is right. Maybe Ana is a bruja, a witch. We get this teeny scene of the guys. And they're in a yeah. laundry room, and they're hanging out with their buddy Marisol, and they're telling her, yes. like, Hey girl, we this is what we saw yesterday. Real creepy. Isn't Anna a creepster? Yeah, for sure. That bitch is a bruja. Okay. They give a quick little aside, not an aside, but they also mention some woman who must have been seen before with Anna, and they point out the fact that the woman was super pregnant. Oh yeah, because that's all they say. I think Hector was like, I bet you she's running a whorehouse. There must be a whorehouse. Mm -hmm. And Jesse says, how could she be running a whorehouse? A lady that was like nine months pregnant just came out of there the other day. What are you fucking talking about? And they're like, oh yeah, whatever, crazy. And then they head outside to <laughs> entice a young boy. Ever. Ever. <laughs> so they call Ever over. Ever over. They call <laughs> Ever over. And they're like, hey, go knock on Ana's door. He goes up and this little kid, Ever is straight up like, knock, knock, knock. 
Bruja. He don't give a fuck. Kids are the worst, dude. What a fucking little asshole. Here's the thing. (laughs) Please. Let me be a bruja in peace, okay? Let me infect people with demons in peace. (laughs) Why do you have to come up in my space, call me a bruja? A mí me vale verga. Si yo soy bruja, yo soy bruja, pero tampoco te que te importa. You know what I mean? Anna shows up and basically says that much. She's like (laughs) screaming. She's like, what are you doing? Get out of here. She's pissed. Rightfully so. You're Truly. knocking on my door and screaming, Bruja, you are assholes. So she says to Jesse, no sabes lo que te va a pasar. And, which means you don't know what's what's going to happen or like what's coming to you. Yep. Kind of going off what you just said, I literally wrote, I mean, honestly, they're kind of dicks. Absolute dicks. They're being asshole teenagers. Ugh. I do appreciate that we're taking time with these characters and we're getting to know them. Sure. Because you do, you do build a nice relationship with them. Right. All right. We cut to... I guess it's nighttime the same day. These guys are trying to light cohetes, uh, little fireworks. They light one by a dumpster. It doesn't go off. And I was just like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Because <laughs> they get up close to the to the firework. And I assumed it's going to go off. But rather, we get, boom, jump scare. Oscar lands on the dumpster, like, right behind the guy. Scares the shit out of everybody. He goes running off. And then the firework goes off for jump scare too. (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, cop cars everywhere. There's literally a helicopter there with like its searchlight. It's looking everywhere. The cops arrive at the apartment complex. They're like, everybody go inside to your apartment. The cops start to search the place. And Jesse observes that he thinks Oscar jumped out of Anna's apartment. And then we see Anna's body being taken out of her apartment. So Anna's dead now. Anna has been murdered cut to the next day and the guys are talking about what happened with marisol their friend because they're looking at the footage of because they were Mm -hmm. obviously filming this firework go off and marisol is like you filmed it you film oscar like land in front of you and escape like why don't you talk to the cops and they're like fuck you i ain't talking to no cops and by the way oscar's brother Art is, like, really heavily involved in the 805 gang. I'm not fucking with gang shit. I'm not fucking with cop shit. No, I'm not getting involved. So then we cut to a scene, I guess, later that night. uh, Jesse and Hector are smoking weed in the apartment. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. (laughs) If somebody is- What happened? Did I miss something? No, no. If somebody is murdered underneath you, not only just anybody, if a bruja- is murdered underneath your apartment. There is not a chance in fucking hell I am smoking weed so that I could be, what, paranoid? And just be like, oh God, what was that? What was that? Oh my God, she's here. Uh, No, there is no way, dude. I agree with you 100%. This gets even worse because Jesse gets the most horrible idea. He's like, let's go check out Anna's apartment. Let's look for clues. And Hector is like, no, but he does do this. It's so it's dumb. offensive, but funny. It's just, I hate it's to say it. It's so stupid. But he goes, oh, what do you think you are, Sherlock Holmes? And then he goes, oh, what are you, Sherlock Holmes? Oh, Sherlock Holmes. And I was like, I loved it. And at the same time was like, really, guys? It hate was it. <laughs> Hate love relationship with so that moment. So much. However... 
think of it this way, like as teens, like Eileen, you and I did some stupid shit. We did. That looking back on it now, I'm like, damn, I cannot believe that we did that. And also, had I been stoned with you and you would have been like, who do you think you are? Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> eh, Sherlock Holmes. I would have pissed my <laughs> pants laughing. <laughs> totally. But still, you idiots. Like, you're stony baloney. And you're going to try and go into an active crime scene, which is exactly Idiotic. what they do. They go check the door. Mm -hmm. The door is locked. They can't. There's police tape around it. And Jesse's like, don't worry about it. I have another plan. And they go to the back. They find a ladder and they fully climb through the window of her home. Now, to give Hector just like a little bit of credit, he clearly does not want to do this, but he still he still does it. Sweet Hector so they, is Hector. such a... What a good pal. Like, truly yeah. the epitome of the kind of guy who's, like, good intentions and, like, very supportive. And he's, like, a great best friend. But he gets put into a terrible situation for it. Yeah, and I, it just gets worse for him. It Poor just baby. gets worse for him. So we go into this apartment. They sneak in. It's dark. It's stinky. It's spooky. They're now, touching... They everything they try to open the fridge and the fridge has been chained shut yeah we never really get an explanation of we this. don't i assume there are dead bodies heads arms jeffrey dahmer style just like yeah there must be goat that heads must be where she keeps the blood of something that must sure. be like animal slash body parts for rituals horrible yeah we see that she's got like lots of books and lots of like traditional, they look like things you could buy at like a mercado for tourists in Mexico. They, they're like clay, little statues and stuff like that. One of them even like looks like a little dog and they're like, hey, that looks like Chao holding a grenade, a grenade in his mouth, which was very funny. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like uh, knickknacks everywhere. Not cute. It doesn't look decorative. It looks like they have a purpose, if you will. Yeah, so at one point, Jesse sneaks off. He scares the shit out of Hector through a beaded doorway. Jesse takes Hector into a nursery, which is strange because Anna did not have children. And in the crib... It looks like there's like a little figure under a blanket, but they never reveal it. Did you yes. notice this? So Jesse is standing, they're like talking about the crib and being like, weird, why does she have a crib in here or whatever? Mm -hmm. And Jesse is standing by a mirror and he turns to look at Hector, but his reflection doesn't turn. It stays no. looking at him. That's the thing. Ooh, I just got I goosebumps. You just gave me little chills, too. <laughs> First, that's the thing about these fucking movies. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're good. Some of them are bad. But when they throw in those little things, I like, I get chills yeah. right now. Like, that's fucking spooky as hell. Yeah. And something that I did not catch. I was like, Hold, wait. Because I the eyes stay staring at jesse yeah ah! it's so horrible again chills i just felt it like on my scalp i now have to watch it again so there was that scene that i missed i wish i hadn't but thank you for letting me know you're welcome so he sees these surgical tools which i think it's probably aiding in birth birthing yeah. those future demon babies yes 
uh, we will be explained a little bit later why. Yeah, sorry for the spoiler. We will talk more <laughs> about that. So they open a closet. They find boxes full of VHS tapes, including one that says Katie and Christie, 1988. Hello, Paranormal Activity, Part 3. Yes. They go into Anna's bedroom. I assume this is where they go into. It stinks. It's got a big blood stain on the floor and like some blood spatter. Because I'm assuming that's where she was murdered by Oscar. Yeah. For some reason, Jesse grabs a notebook on the floor. Don't touch anything, Don't dude. Don't touch Just, anything. This is a crime scene. Hector is like, you can tell like now he's like, I'm fucking paranoid and I realize I'm in a murder house. Can we so leave? So let's get the fuck out of here. So when Jesse pans back to Hector, Art is standing behind him. Boof. Art is like, what are you doing here? Yeah. First of all, he looks terrifying in the dark. He tells them, it was not my brother who committed this crime. Do you know anything about this woman, Anna? It's her fault. The guys are like, dude, we don't know anything. We don't know anything. Please don't. Please don't do hurt us. To us. <laughs> so Art lets them leave. And they get the fuck out of there. We cut to the next day. I don't really know. Oh, wait, no. There is importance to this dick scene. So (laughs) Jesse is asleep. Hector comes in, draws a dick on his face. And Jesse wakes up. Please, yes. Listen, Johnny and I also once (laughs) drew a dick on Johnny's brother's Chris's face. It was with a highlighter, so it wasn't that bad. But he passed out hella hard when we were like fucked up one day in Maryland and we were like let's draw a dick on his hit face and we did and it was the best day of my life we have we have pictures to prove it we surely do so (laughs) Jesse wakes up with the dick on his face and he tells us he had a dream where he had he was at a farm with a bunch of old women Mm -hmm. oh dear he gets up out of bed and Hector notices that there's blood on the sheets so Jesse looks at his arm and he sees this big bite yeah it's not like a spider bite. It looks like a big no, bite. No, it's like, like teeth marks on top and on the bottom. And yeah, again, yeah. there have also been bites in the previous yes. Paranormal Activity movies. So we know yes. that that fucking demon is all up in here. I think that is the mark. Those are the marked ones. Absolutely. Oh, title of the film. <laughs> we cut to the kitchen where um, Jesse Chavo. tries to get some... Chavo is growling. Pissed. Chavo's like, you're the devil. I don't like you. Listen to animals because they know they can sense that something's off. So Jesse starts to eat. I think it's Lucky Charms. They look delicious. So delicious. (laughs) God, the fucking bowl. I am not a cereal gal. And I was like, give me that bowl of cereal. Oh, I love Lucky Charms. So Yvette. His sister comes in. She straight up is like, you have a dick on your face. And that's the scene. (laughs) We cut to Jesse, Hector, and Marisol in Jesse's room later. And they're looking through Anna's journal, the one that Jesse had stolen. Jesse reads this specific part that says, if you build this door, you can travel through time to destinos profanos, which means profane destinations yeah they also notice a drawing that has the same symbol the triangle with the circle in it that anna was drawing on the naked naked woman's belly and marisol reads this particular line which evil dead evil dead evil evil dead dead. do this don't read from the book you dicks so she she says levantese incubo lo invoco which means arise incubus i invoke you correct 
Now, now you guys all remember the band Incubus. <laughs> <laughs> Aqueous Transmission, my favorite Incubus song. Uh, I love just, that song. This takes me back to Nicaragua. For sure. Never do my <laughs> yes, or uh, you are stellar, or um, oh, so good. She woke in the morning. <laughs> Incubus was good. Dude, I loved Incubus. And I'm about to go listen to them after this. Right? The lead singer was hot. If you don't know Incubus, everybody, listen. Go listen to Incubus and look up that whoever the lead singer is. Okay, back to this invoked Incubus. (laughs) I don't think Jesse could have escaped what was coming to him anyway, but Marisol reading this incantation should not have happened. No. This did not happen. Help. She literally just invoked it. You idiot. We cut to later on in the day. They're kind of, it looks like they've been playing cards. They pull out Simon. I believe that's what this game is called. I've never played it. Really? So for those of you that don't know, it's a circle. It's got four sections, four buttons. One is red, green, blue, and yellow. And they light up and make a sound. So basically it's just Simon says, press Red, blue, green now, red, blue, green, yellow, red, blue, green, green, blah. You just have to follow the Mm -hmm. buttons that it lights up and sounds. The way that they're using this, though, is they're kind of asking it questions, and it lights up either red or green. Well, because Hector mm -hmm. is playing it normally, and he's like, this is ancient, it sucks. And then Jesse's like, don't worry, I'm a fucking pro. And he tries to press it, and nothing happens. And he's like, hello, Mm -hmm. I'm trying. I'm supposed to be good. And then the green button lights up when he asks it a question. This, I think, is the substitute for the Ouija board. Because in Mm -hmm. the other three movies, they always bring the Ouija in. And so this is like the sidestep to the bringing of the devil game. You know, this is how the demon is communicating with the real world. So they start doing this. It's answering Jesse's questions. Mm-hmm. And the abuela comes in. They, they're like, let it, let us prove it that this works, abuela. They say, estás aquí con nosotros, which means, are you here with us? Jesse asks this to the game and it goes green. Abuela immediately is like, I do not like this Get game. Get this thing she out of ta- here. She takes it. She's like, no, absolutely not. She takes it. She puts it away and she's like, clean up. This is over. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Limpien you, you la mesa. Yes, no estén jugando con esto. Listen to Abuela. So the next scene is the guys, they're biking to a basketball court. They, they're playing basketball. It's fine. They try to get a snack from a vending machine and to... I guess gangsters show up. They ask to see what's in Jesse's backpack. And when he refuses to give it to them, they like grab him. They start to beat the shit out of him. Jesse then turns into a superhero and punches these guys and they go flying. Flying. This, okay. Yeah. Took me out of it. This stuff, all of a sudden, this is where we begin to see like the changes in Jesse physically that he starts getting Mm -hmm. all these like powers if you will where they make him think that he's a superhero and it's like the idea is that he's being protected yeah something threatens him and this thing is clearly going to you know fight back whoever's trying to yeah it's gonna fight back so he throws these guys they go flying they pass out he grabs his backpack they run off the next thing we know 
Jesse and Hector are showing the video to Marisol, we cut to them, they're playing the game again, and they ask if it, this thing, whatever, messed up the guys at the park and... The green button lights up. And so Jesse asks, are you, are you my guardian angel? It the goes red, red button. So, no, <laughs> no, I am not. Jesse asks if it's good, and it does not respond. The minute it says no to saying that it's your guardian angel, nope. you better get your ass to a santero immediately. Like they say in the parent in all these movies, do not talk about it. Don't think about it. No. Do not entertain it. Just no, absolutely not. So... We cut to this next scene of Jesse showing Hector that he can't fall. That's basically what it is. He like stands up on a chair, he falls backward, but he's caught by some invisible force and he just kind of floats there. Jesse says, I feel like I could do anything. Yeah. So this thing is filling him with excitement and power, which I guess- And confidence. Instead of being like, I'm scared of it, it's like, no, trust me, this is good. Yeah. I'm making you stronger. He's manipulating. Okay. It, it is manipulating him. So because Jesse feels invincible, he's like, let's get out of here. So they go driving in Hector's car. Jesse makes fun of him for having a baseball bat in his back seat, which I was like, listen, do what you got to do to protect yourself. Yeah, you, you have a baseball bat by your bed. Sure do. Matthew ordered the wrong one, so it's like <laughs> miniature sized, but... <laughs> It's a baseball it's bat. It's still a steel baseball bat. You can clonk somebody yeah. in the head with that shit. My friend Amber oh. used to walk around with a hammer in her purse. You never, look, listen. <laughs> maybe I've watched too many scary movies, but you never know. Better safe than sorry. Truly. So they're driving. They pass by a house party. They decide to go inside. And it looks like a great time. However, they are not invited here. And there are some, some um, if you will, like people that would be of the scary nature, if you will, to the point sure. where Hector says to, as because he, Hector is holding the camera at this point following invincible jesse and he's like dude dude we shouldn't be in here like there's some pretty scary guys in here some of these are criminals and shit and then he turns to a dude who hears him say that and he's like not you man <laughs> and i laughed so hard at that hector you sweet, he's so you sweet. sweet baby so they spot two young women across the way they go up and he's like give me a kiss she kisses his cheek but he moves his face and kisses her on the mouth the next thing you know they're drinking they're dancing it's super easy that these four like link up and they bring those hoes home so that they can make out and try and fuck yeah we cut to them taking the girls back to the apartment compre complex they try jesse's place but abuela is still awake so they're like not here they ask about Hector's place, and he's like, no, there's too many people living there. And what did you notice? The other girl. So one of the girls looks at Hector, and she's like, does she have any food? <laughs> you... No. <laughs> I don't, I laughed so hard at this. Like, she's clearly drunk, and I was like, I mean, I'd ask the I'd same question. I want a snack, like, too. You got any more tortillas there? that I can put some butter <laughs> yeah. and salt on? Jesse says, I got an idea. Hector, go wait downstairs in the courtyard. I'll be right back. And next thing you know, here They're comes They're bringing Jesse in the girls into the murder to house. Anna's apartment. So he clearly snuck in the back window and they bring in the girls to the murder house and they tell them the woman was murdered here and the girls don't believe, they just laugh. They're, they they don't believe him. I, if the minute somebody had told me that, I'd say- I'm out. Get out of my way, please. Out of my, out of my way. I'm out. outside. So Penelope goes off with Jesse. Natalia stays with Hector. 
And we cut to, I guess, I don't know what room this is, but it's another room in the house. Penelope straight up tells Jesse, she's like, I want you to fuck the shit out of me. <laughs> but hey, good for you, girl. Get it, girl. You know, get yours and say it confidently. And then very so Jessie... swiftly, she's like, do you have a condom? And I was like, thank you. Safe sex is very thank important. You. Wrap it up before you snap it up. <laughs> That's not it. Trademark copyright. <laughs> so, but also, so after she says this, so Jesse has given her like a kiss. She's like, fuck the shit out of me. He starts to unbutton it. Like there is no foreplay. Oh this, God. This is a teen move to the max. Like Jesus. full teen move. You could at least so like she, touch my boob once. Like you. Not. Not a thing. Not a thing. Not a brush. Nothing. Girl, you're dry so, as a bone. Don't fucking play me. <laughs> so Penelope, yeah, she smartly is like, do you have a condom? Good for her. But Jesse, you clearly knew this was what you were going for. Yeah. You should have had a condom, kid. You so he does it. He's like, I got to go upstairs. She's pissed, but she waits there. And we're just kind of chilling with Penelope. And they've left the camera on because I assumed they were going to film themselves having sex and so penelope's there she grabs her phone she's just kind of sitting there it takes its time you know building some spooky tension she hears like a soft thud she hears some scratching coming from under the floor so she crawls over to where the camera is and she notices that there's a trap door yep in the floor she pulls it open and it's a dark, hideous hole. And she sticks and, her head in the hole. And a hand comes out, grabs her, and scared the shit out of me. Me too. Scared the full shit out of me. She's screaming, she's screaming. Luckily, she pulls away and she goes screaming out of the room. And out of the hole comes Oscar, the valedictorian. I always have to say valedictorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, give so, him the credit that he earned yes, from studying so much. Yes, he worked very hard. So <laughs> yeah. the valedictorian Oscar comes out of the hole. He looks disheveled. Like shit. And his eyes are all black. He crawls out of the hole and like goes skittering off. Jesse comes back in. He grabs this lantern that they had brought into the room. He goes into the bathroom because he sees the shower curtain kind of move. He pulls back the shower curtain. There's nothing there. But when he turns around, there is Oscar. With and his he's got those black like, shark eyes. And he says to Jesse, she put it inside me. And that's why I killed her. Meaning that's why he killed Anna. And she put it inside you too. That's why you have the same mark. And he pulls up so his Oscar, sleeve and he shows the same bite mark. And then three yeah. like creepy it looks like ooh, like bugs? bugs or something like there's a yeah. three lifts like go up his forearm so creepy yeah and he it's says gross. the only way to get rid of this is if you kill yourself so kill yourself mm -hmm. jesse because it's gonna take you over and it's yeah. no it, bad news buddy so then off in the distance we hear abuela come into the apartment into anna's apartment she's calling for jesse so Oscar goes running off. I thought Oscar was going to attack her. So did but I. Thankfully, he didn't. He runs out of the apartment. Jesse, like, checks on Abuela. But he, then Jesse goes chasing after Oscar out into the streets. We can't find Oscar. He's nowhere to be found. So Hector comes out and is like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What's going on? So Jesse's like, Oscar was at Anna's. He came running out. And boom. Boom. 
Oscar's body lands right in front of Jesse on a car, smashes this car. He's clearly dead. And I'm pretty sure it looks like he jumped off a church. Yes, it does. Yeah. We cut to Jesse, Hector, and Marisol. They're watching the video of Oscar coming out of the hole. They, They notice how his eyes are all black and horrible. And Jesse wants to go back into Anna's apartment. Stop going back you asshole (laughs) yes like stop going back however he says oscar told me that we're linked like the same thing's gonna happen to me so he wants to find out what's going on so of course they go back to the apartment and they crawl into this horrible trap door in the floor once we're inside, it's horrible and dark. It's full of, like, plastic sheets Ugh. hanging everywhere. Awful. Yeah, so spooky down there. They find a shrine in the back, and it's full of, like, weird little totems and symbols painted on the wall, including our triangle and circle. And also the zodiac sign. Oh, shit. The circle with oh, yeah, the cross in that. the middle. <laughs> I was like, that's no. zodiac right there. And they also find pictures of Jesse now, like Jesse as he is as a teenager, but also Jesse as a baby and... A picture of Jesse's mom, pregnant, standing next to Anna. And I'm assuming that is Lois, yep. Katie's grandma. It is because in the back, they flip it over and it says Anna, whatever the mom's name was, mm-hmm. and Lois. Yeah. So so grandma, OG <laughs> grandma from number three is... All tied up in this business. So while they're down there, they hear footsteps upstairs. I guess they had closed the trap door for some reason. They did because Jesse was like, close it. They're going to know that we're down here. And I was like, why the? No, don't do that. No, absolutely not. So they do open the trap door to peek out and they see an old woman, like a tall, white, old lady dressed in black, leaving the apartment. So then we cut back to Jesse's family's apartment They show the picture of the pregnant mom standing with Anna and Lois to Yvette. Yvette is like, I don't remember this. Where did you find this? The dad comes in. Jesse says, why is my mom friends with Anna? And how did mom die giving birth to me? And that's when they're like, we don't know, dude, what the fuck? And that's when the dad is like, bro, something's going on. I'm worried about you. Yeah. And you, he, I hear you wake up in the middle of the night. Yes. And Jesse's like, what are you talking about? Which is so Oof. creepy. Now, I'm assuming that, like him waking up at night, is the classic paranormal activity standing by the bed, you know, for hours. Oof, yeah. You know, just staring. Horrible. <laughs> so <laughs> we then cut to Jesse in the bathroom in this nightmare scene. He starts to pull long black strands of hair from his eyes. So he pulls out one and the lights flicker. And as the lights flicker, you get a quick flash glimpse of like like demon Jesse. And it's not even like regular hair. It almost looks like miniature barbed wire. It's like gristly. Coarse, yeah. There's like it. It looks like there's almost thorny things coming out of it. It's not cute. Okay, so we cut to Hector and Marisol. They're in Hector's car, and they're outside of Art, the gangster's house. Jesse comes out of Art's house and is like, "Hey, come join me." So Hector and Marisol come and join them. Art takes them into, I guess, what 
used to be Oscar's room, his brother's right. room. And he's saying, like, he Oscar changed a lot. Yeah. He would be really shitty to my mom. He was breaking shit around the house. He's like, look at this. He shows him Oscar's closet, which is full of newspaper clippings of missing little first born boys from all over the world. Art says that the last time he saw his brother, Oscar said that there were others like him, marked ones, and witches were trying to build an army. Jesse asks, Art, you're the older brother. You're the firstborn. He's like, yeah, I'm the firstborn, but Oscar was adopted. His mother died at birth, and my parents took him in after that. And Hector is like, hey, Jesse, that's like you. You're the first male born, and your mom died at birth, too. So, so dun, dun, dun. Marisol asks about a picture, and it's a picture of Ali Ray from part two, the teenage daughter from part two. So next to the picture of her, because it's a newspaper clipping, there's a note that says, Ali Ray, Carlsbad, or whatever, and has her phone number. So Hector secretly steals this note and off they go with this little note with the phone number. Into the cutest little <laughs> Latino market store that made me miss San... I miss... This movie made me miss San Francisco so much because my family would always shop at these, like, tiny Latino stores that had very specific, mostly Mexican products mm -hmm. that you would get, like Jarritos bo uh, soda bottles yes. that were, like, the big old kind that yep. you fucking the leaders kind of thing you always have platanos everywhere and like the cheese is always like the big queso frescos or the uh, cotijas or whatever oh my God. and then you you look in the back and there's a big counter just filled to the brim with pan dulce yes. and conchas and oh my god my fucking favorite yeah unfortunately yeah. we get this hideous scene here where Jesse spots Marisol talking to just, you know, like another young guy. He goes up and starts to freak out. He starts to fight this guy, throws him to the floor. Right into a whole thing of platanitos. I was like, my platanitos. He even, so the like store owner comes out with a bat. Jesse grabs the bat and is threatening him. So you, you can clearly see that he's changing and not for the good he's getting darker he also says that he doesn't like at during the supermercado scene hector kind of like probes him and prods him probes <laughs> hector kind of <laughs> prods him and he's like hey more about this you know like i think you're linked and jesse doesn't really want to talk about it anymore whereas before he was all about it and was super excited so right. they run off. We cut to the next day. Hector and Marisol are comforting Jesse, and he looks so bad. Give this man a chapstick, y'all. That is the word. His lips are white. Like, oh, white. God. Cover that shit Honey, in coconut oil. Vaseline that Oof. face. So, so bad. We cut back to their apartment, and again, they're trying this Simon game, which, leave it alone, everybody. God, put, throw it away. Burn Why it. do you keep bringing this thing out? So Jesse asks, is there something you want from me to the game? It turns green. He says, leave me alone. It turns red. He insists. He insists, like, leave me alone, leave me alone. It sticks on the red buzzer, so he takes the batteries out. And I thought it was going to, again, like, light up, but no. Yeah. <laughs> we cut to... Again, uh -huh. little kid toys are terrifying. Have you ever been in a space where you're just hanging out and it hap so happens that a little kid lives there and then one of their toys just, like, lights the fuck up? 
Uh, I have, and it's awful. This reminds me, I'll tell like a brief little story of when I lived in Brazil. And the house I lived in Brazil, I'm going to tell you right now, was haunted. It was straight up haunted. Everybody in my family had a specific experience, but I did not thank God. Although this, I guess, could be considered an experience. I was having a sleepover. I'm there with my brother two very close friends, Antonio and Daniel, and we were talking mm-hmm. on a walkie-talkie, and it was like the middle of the no. night because we're having a sleepover. No. And our house in Brazil was kind of out in the middle of nowhere, kind of like the last house on the block, up on this hill, <laughs> fields everywhere. What? I said the last house on the left. Last house on the It was the last house on the left, actually. Totally Jonathan! <laughs> so I remember Never we were, seen we it, but I know uh, it's a scary oh, movie. <laughs> It's so fucked up. We need to watch that one at some point. So we're talking on this walkie-talkie. It's the middle of the night. And all of a sudden on the walkie-talkie, we just hear a child's voice say, Hello. No, no, Jonathan, no. No. I know. Now, it could have been a child in the neighborhood. However, there was no response. There was nothing else. Who knows what it was? Also, we're kind of in the middle of it. It still freaks me out. And I continue to believe that it was a ghost child in our in our house because my some of my family members did see a ghost boy in that house. I've told you these stories, haven't I? Are you, I don't think I've heard of the ghost boy. Okay, well, let's, uh, I can't talk about it now because I'm in my dark apartment <laughs> and I'm getting myself chills. It's just it's too much. I feel like he's going to peek around the corner. Oh, God. We cut to later that night. Jesse's watching TV and he hears poor little Chavo like barking and uh, oh, whimpering. And he notices that it's coming from the vent that leads into nope. Anna's place. So he goes down, down to Anna's house. The door is open. Chavo is barking inside. The sound leads it's, him. He's literally leading him. Yes. Like his front door is open. The downstairs front door is lo- open. He looks over. The trap door is fucking and open. And that's where the sound is coming from. Oof. Ooh. But uh, th- I wrote, listen, I hate this. I hate this. Because you I have to go this. in. You have to do it. Your dog is in there. Yeah. There's no choice. You Oof. must go in to get the dog. So Javo is like growling, he whimpering, and then he squeals. So immediately Jesse's like, fuck this. No, he gets into the hole to save the dog. And um, as he gets into the hole, he reveals a dark figure standing behind him, kind of in the doorway. Is that Lois? I think it's definitely like a witchy McWitch. It's but a witch. like Like when we watched it the first time, I knew there was going to be a reveal. It's mm-hmm. not a jump. No. But those kinds of like, nothing was there before and now it's there. I hate that. And that shit freaked me out. That's the thing about horror movies. You know, like even movies, even horror movies without jump scares, those are still fucking horror movies. It's yeah. almost even scarier when like, it doesn't make you jump. You're just like slowly yeah. revealed something. It's even more powerful. So he goes yes. down into the hole. You see this dark figure standing behind him. And as he's in this hole, you know, under the trap door, he goes through the plastic sheets and Boom, he pulls apart a sheet. There is Katie and Christy in their child form. Ooh, with black eyes. He tries to run out, but the trap door shuts on him. The little girls are giggling in the dark, and they say, Ugh. he's ready for you. Meaning, 
I guess Toby is ready for a Toby is like Jesse. and pulling up his <laughs> sleeves and being like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Uh, fucking Toby, you demon from fucking hell. Oh my gosh. So he you, we do see like a dark figure kind of moving behind, behind one, one of one those of horrible sheets. plastic yeah. sheets. It rushes Jesse with a growl and I'm pretty sure we cut to the next scene and mm-hmm. we're in we're back in Jesse's apartment. Hector goes into Jesse's room and he sees the word Meus. <laughs> uh so we're in Jesse's room. It says Meus on the ro- I'm assuming that this means mine in Sure, let's go with that. Cuz it does in Portuguese. So Jesse shows up but he's not answering any any of Hector's questions. He's also being like a real dick to Hector. He's like, yeah, Hector is <clears throat> like, I'm your best friend, and he like stands up and comes right to his face, and he's like, you're not my fucking best friend. And I was like, bro, hella mean. Yeah, he gives him the camera. He's he says that's your that can Here. be your best friend now. He's because he's now possessed, God. or you know, he's on the way to being fully possessed. Clearly, he's not right. Jesse in the in the full sense. Right. So Hector and Marisol, they're running out of options, so they call Allie Ray from part two. Mm-hmm. They meet Allie at a park, and she Allie asks them if they recognize that circle and triangle, triangle symbol. They say yes, and she says, well, that's the symbol that represents the coven called the midwives. Which is why Anna had all those birthing tools, because mm-hmm. they're bringing in them fucking babies into the world. She says the midwives will mark which I guess Mark means the blood on the belly, uh, will mark an unborn male in utero and then wait for the baby to mature until he's ready to be possessed. So Hector and Marisol are like, well, why wait till now that he's 18? So Ali says, 18 is six times three, six, 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 the sign of the devil. So 18 is the time that I guess she says the infection will take hold. Jesse will try to fight it off. But then the midwives will perform a final ritual and Jesse will go back to normal, but he will not be Jesse anymore. So that will be it. He will be a demon possessed from that point on. Boom. So then we go back to Jesse's apartment. Hector's been, I'm assuming he got called by the abuela. And so she answers the door. She's like, por favor, the thing has completely taken over him. I cannot communicate with him. So Hector goes into the room and Jesse's laughing and he looks Ugh, up at the this ceiling. This is so it's creepy horrible. and awful. I hate, I honestly cut this whole scene. So Jesse's laughing because with his like demon mind power, he's pinned little adorable Chavo, his dog, to the ceiling, and Chavo's like squirming and squealing, and terrified, whimpering because so he's bad. floating on the ceiling. It's so sad. And literally, it's, we cut to please. them going to. A botanica to yeah. go see a santero, and basically he takes them into the back room where there's all this santeria stuff and all these like santos and candles and everything that you'd find in a botanica. <laughs> and I remember when we watched it the first time, I was like, "He's gonna give them eggs. He's gonna give them eggs." <laughs> and uh, he does. He grabs her little hand. He's like, "Espíritu Santo." They do a little prayer thing. They go back home, mm-hmm. and what does she come out with? A shit ton of eggs. At this point, though, so Abuela has her eggs at the apartment. She's kind of praying over a shrine, a little mini shrine she has at her house. 
She brings Jesse into the dining room and he is possessed and pissed. Hector and Marisol are also there kind of watching. The abuela sits him down. She has her little rosary. She says a little prayer and then she takes the egg and she's like doing the, the cross. She's saying prayers. She kind of just like is rubbing it very lovingly all over his body and boom. He grabs her hand really hard. Really hard. He squishes the egg in her hand and blood. blood comes gushing out of the, like, horrible. So everybody freaks out. Yeah. So he kind of, like, falls over in pain. He's groaning. The lights start to flicker. Everything starts to shake. It's, it's very strange. But then the lights go out. So Hector, who is filming, turns on night vision on the camera. But... Jesse is nowhere to be seen. No. Marisol and Abuela are holding each other. They're freaked out. Hector pans into the living room. And the only way I can describe this is that it looks like the living room is being kind of sucked into a vortex. And then that point explodes. And in that, where that point was, there's Hector floating, which I was like... Jesse uh, floating. I mean, I'm sorry, Jesse mm -hmm. floating. And like the room is exploding. It's kind of silly. It's a little silly. I mean, what is that? Was he taken to another dimension for a second and then kind of like brought back? Honestly, who fucking yeah. knows? Again, this kind of took me out of it. Me it too. It didn't scare me as much as it's supposed to be like, boom, jump scare. Especially, it felt very superhero. I feel like it would have been maybe more effective if if just, if he was standing straight up and like maybe arms to the side of, of his body and like maybe head sure. up to the sky. That would have been a little creepier. Yes. This, his, his head like arms wide spread. He looked like he was like saying, yeah. Yeah, he's like, hey, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he explodes back into our dimension, whatever. The, the living room explodes, they fall. Of course, Abuela, Marisol, Hector run off because they're terrified. Yeah. But then when Hector comes out to inspect, he sees Jesse and he's passed out in the wreckage of the living room. Yeah. They put him back into bed. Abuela is kind of um, praying over him and she says, I think the limpia worked, which, what? I don't think so. Ma'am, you're idea. wrong. <laughs> so cut to the next morning. Abuela is again praying over Jesse and he is sweating. He looks, he is, you know, trying to sweat out the infection. He's fighting off this you know, fever, si. if you will. Abuela goes to fill up a tub for Jesse and he starts, Hector starts to hear banging. And so he takes, he's still filming. He goes into the bedroom and we hear another bang and a crucifix falls off the wall onto the bed. Always Not a, a bad sign. sign. <laughs> when he turns around, Jesse is not in bed anymore. There's more banging. So he goes to find the front door open. So he goes outside the door he finds Jesse at the top of the complex stairs, and at the bottom of the stairs is the abuela in a pool of blood. So fucking demon Jesse pushed his abuela down the stairs. Fucked up. Now, dear listener, relax. She does not die. She is alive and well. <laughs> at least she better fucking make it. Yeah. Because I love her. Yes. Uh, but it's, it's that night. The sister Yvette, she's on the phone with her dad and she mm. says, grandma's in the ICU. Things will be okay. I'm going to go and hang out with my dad. And that's when Hector's like, they call Allie back and Marisol is like this in this map, this is where the house is, where the final ritual is going to happen with these midwives, the coven. And we yeah. should go there and find Jesse. And Hector's yeah, like, Jesse has disappeared. So first, 
Hector's like, he's like, well, I'm not going to that fucking house. Yeah. There's no way I'm going out there. No. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to go tell Jesse's dad. We're going to go to the hospital. Right. So they start to drive to the hospital. And this is where the car stalls. Oof. And it's just uh, Hector and Marisol. The car stalls in the middle of like a creepy alley. And off in the distance, there's Jesse. And he starts to walk toward the car. He rushes it and then disappears. We're panning around with the camera. No idea where he is. And boom, he appears next to Hector's window, smashes it in. Drags him out. grabs Hector and is choking. Like, he's about to kill him. But here comes Marisol. Thank goodness that Hector had that bat in the car. Yeah. Because Marisol gets the shit out of him with the base. And it's a metal bat. Yeah. But then, you know, this is their friend. So she conks him out. They drag him into the car. They're driving off with him. And a black truck rams into them. We don't really see anything because, you know, they've been crashed into. The camera's kind of looking at nothing. We hear people kind of shuffling, and the witches clearly are in this truck. They grab Jesse. They take him. They drive off. So Marisol and Hector are in hot pursuit. That's when they go pick up. That's when they're like, now what the fuck are we going to do? So they go and find art. And not only art, (laughs) but who's... They they say art. art... Come grab your biggest, toughest buddy and let's find these hoes. And so it's Art Santo. Santo. Love it. <laughs> Vamos, Santo. El Santo. Get your, get your hood buds to fuck some brujas up, guys. Yes. Art, Santo, Marisol, Hector. They're driving, I think, in Art's car and they're going to this house on the map. They park. Art and Santo pull out huge guns military grade guns art straight up says let's go smoke these bitches <laughs> so they get to the grant to grandma lois's house from yeah. movie number three yeah which is definitely a nicer neighborhood a white neighborhood if any neighbor had seen these four brown people <laughs> carrying these shotguns I mean, they would be in jail seven weeks ago. You You know know what I I mean? Aside from the anxiety that I was feeling because this is a horror movie, that also gave me anxiety because I was like, what are you going to do if the cops show up? You're going to go to jail forever. You cannot explain this. It just, it stirred not good feelings in me because I was worried about them. Yeah. So they, they sneak into the backyard of Lois's house and it's kind of like... In part three, it just seems like a home, but this is like a gated complex. So they go in, Santo tries to pick a lock and we kind of leave him doing that. Marisol and Art show up and they're like, hey, come with us. They're kind of going up a hill to another building, which looks to me like a stable. Marisol, of course, is like standing up against one, like there's nothing here. And a woman pops out behind her. She says, please help me. So these witches are clearly also holding women captive, I assume, to impregnate them with the devil. And um, (laughs) so this happens, but then witches start to to run at them with huge knives, and Art straight up takes his shotgun and boom, (laughs) blows that witch. She's splattered to another Another dimension. Another one comes screaming. He's like, no, not today, Satan. It's... (laughs) amazing shoots, shoots the shit out of these witches and so they marisol and hector are freaking out so they go run he basically is like go go run 
And yeah. uh, so Art stays back to shoot witches. Santo is has been murdered, stabbed. When they yes. get to the door, he's opened the door, but mm-hmm. he is now dead on the ground. He's and they're like, push him, of... pull him, get him out yeah. of here. So they remove him from the door. As they the close the door like, as the witches approach. They're slowly walking up. Poor Santo, like horribly Santo. stabbed to death. But so they, they shut the door just in time as the witches uh, are like, creeping up and um (laughs) so we're inside the house the house is very bare inside the house it's big and open and bare like most of the furniture is covered in sheets hate it they hate it horrible because it looks like people it looks like figures that are just gonna lunge at you so we kind of like take a peek out a window hector's still filming all this stuff which i guess still filming to what show the cops later quien sabe we see all the witches congregating outside he goes, Hector goes into another room. He sees a pentagram on the floor with what I believe is a cutoff sheep's head in the middle yep. of the pentagram. Clearly, this room is set up for some sort of ritual. Yeah. He then goes to find Marisol, and she is not there. And we're talking like a matter of seconds. One minute she's there, the next she is absolutely gone. We hear, he goes please, to the window. You hear he, that little he, tap, which, horrible. Or there's a little tap and then a little voice that says, Hector... Hector, help me. And I was like, no, 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 no. And he goes to the window and it's full smash of the window. And he's like, get me. And yeah. he's running and he it's goes, Art's opens the face. door. There's, it's Art's face that smashes it's in the window? Art's, so yeah, so now you know. Art See, I is, was too afraid. Art is, well, because I had to go, I was like, what happens to fucking Art? So the witches clearly smash his handsome face up against the glass Oh, um, shit. I didn't know. I thought it was just a rock or whatever. It's fast, Okay, R.I.P. Art. Yeah, he's gone. Sweet baby runs, and he tries to go to the fucking door, opens it. There's witches there. He's like, no, There's no, no. There's one of he the goes, little girls, too. I'm assuming Katie or Christy, little girl. Somebody sure, all in black. Somebody's horrible. there. Awful. And he's running, and all the sheets are everywhere. He goes outside. Not outside, but there's like a like a glass, sunroom. it's like a like sunroom, sun lanai kind of situation. And he looks at a chair, and it's like there's a sheet over it, but it looks like something's underneath that sheet. And then, bam! Marisol falls from the ceiling, crashing through the glass. She's fucking dead. That scared and, the shit out of me. And immediately <laughs> afterwards, he turns around, and there is the worst white witch bitch with white <laughs> eyeballs like no and she's like white hey, I, 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 yeah she's straight up just like mush 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 just mushing words some sort of demon foreign latin language. demon shit but they don't give you a like, second to breathe it's like marisol dead bam turn around white witch bitch witch. mushing her words just hector you poor poor what did you do to deserve this nothing you were friends with an idiot so then they, he's like running throughout the house he goes into the closet and i was like well this is i it. said well you live here now like you're just gonna have to live with this coven of witches and never let them open the door this is it for you <laughs> he opens the door to the closet he comes out he doesn't see anybody but he does see like in the living room he sees a door kind of creaking or like a glass door and then whoosh like a sheet on top of the furniture comes rushing at hector and revealed kind of in the living room is jesse he's just standing there and of course you get another 
rush where Jesse just comes with that running. horrible growl. And so he runs up. So Hector runs upstairs. Jesse's still in hot pursuit. And you hear that thudding, like the thudding Oof. footsteps from part one and part the two. The weight. All of them. Yeah. Of the demon. So poor Hector is like, get me the fuck out of here. He locks himself in a room. He sees that it's pretty empty. He sees another door inside of the room that is made of wood. And there's symbols all around the door jam. And the doorknob is right in the middle of the door, which Isn't also that... says a lot about That's that. Weird. Like the yeah, very weird. Right in the middle. Yeah, agreed. And he hears jesse outside being like hector like his voice has gone back to regular jesse voice and he's like hector please i'm scared like i don't like this or whatever and hector is fully like nah dude <laughs> fuck you bro you fucking i don't believe you i don't trust you and you'd think there would be a little bit more of like a pleading situation but the minute hector says no jesse's like smash hulk smash through that door that was the way to do that jump scare because i yes. also too thought like he was gonna be like please no boom he boom. busts down that door so jesse's in the room now so hector's like i have no choice but to but go to into go this that weird symbol doorknob in the middle door so he goes into the <laughs> door it gets all glitchy and dark so this is the passage of dimension i will say it gets yes. glitchy and weird, and then the lights come on, and we're in a garage, which we're on the second level, so this is not possible. From the garage, Hector proceeds into, like, I guess the house that this garage leads into, and we discover that we're in Katie and Mika's house from part one. Yes. And it's just like, oh, shit, brain exploding. Okay, so <laughs> this symbol door is a portal to what a profane destinations yes from what they said before so hector goes into this house and he is like what is where going on here where am i where am i he cut he like looks around you know we see all the familiar things from part one we see katie from part one slowly descending the stairs she and goes again the with the heavy the like heavy, uh, with the heavy footed Fully That's how you know the demon's in you. Fully possessed. So she, yeah. heavily footed, walks into the kitchen. She grabs something, which turns out to be a knife. He Hector goes up because he's like, lady, can you help me? I'm so goes, scared. I don't know what's happening. Me. Excuse me, lady. Excuse me. I was like, poor Hector. Oh and he God. goes up to her, taps her on the shoulder, she and turns she turns around. And she, so she just kind of stares at him and you hear her just scream, Mika, Mika, which is exactly what you saw, what you heard from part one. So now we're seeing it happen. Yes. So Mika comes running down the stairs and he, Mika assumes that Hector is a fucking intruder. So Mika goes to tackle Hector and Katie attacks him with the knife and stabs him to death. So that is what the kerfuffle was from part one that you only heard. Right. So of course, Hector is like, what is going what on here? I'm fuck? terrified. He runs off to go back to the garage. He turns the corner and boom, Jesse, demon Jesse is there. Which, again, Got scared me. me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Demon Jesse is there, and I'm assuming Hector just 
passed out from fright because he hits the floor. The camera is picked. I thought it was Katie at first. It's but not? I don't think it's Katie. It looks like an it? old... Because I watched it again. I think it's just an older woman. Because you hear the door from the... It could be Katie. It doesn't honestly I, really matter. But I you hear the door... I think it was Katie. I think it should be Katie. But I'm not convinced that it is. Well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So... Okay. The, a person that should be Katie, possibly Katie, <laughs> picks up the camera, and you see kind of like she, she, you, the person looks into it, turns the camera off. Fiend. And would you like to give me some fun stuff first, or yes. would you like me to go? I would okay. like to go. So, some fun trivia. Uh, this is the only one out of all the paranormal activities that doesn't document each one by night one night two so every other one the footage that they have of their cameras set up whatever they describe each evening that has the paranormal activity as night one night two night three this one does not do that um a welcome change yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i will say yeah for sure uh, we have a Wilhelm scream in it. It's at, during the party when they go see uh, where they meet the two girls. He's like chugging a bottle and we hear the Wilhelm. I totally, I don't think I remembered hearing it, but I saw that trivia and I was like, Eileen's going to say this one. I'm not going to say this. <laughs> I love the Wilhelm. Um, uh, some fun stuff. I feel like I want you to say the stuff about the director. Do you know the fun stuff about a director? I know some fun stuff about him. I'm going to see if you say the one that... Uh, okay. I'll, I'll say my thing, and then if there's more, please like tell okay, me afterward, great. okay? Awalita, played by Renee Victor, she mm-hmm. does the voice of Awalita in Coco. <gasps> we always come wow. in we letting always... you know about Coco, but she plays always... the pivotal part the heartbreaking voice of the abuelita in Coco. Wow. Isn't that amazing? I did not know that one. She also played the really fun character. I don't know if you ever saw the show Weeds, but she yes. she played the the maid. Upsetting, but that's okay. what you do. Uh-huh. Uh, the uh-huh. maid in Weeds who had a big fun. She was like a talking back sassy lady. So she was had a big part in Weeds. I didn't finish Weeds. Was I'm pretty she sure of, she like, was the there seasons? in the beginning, yeah. When okay, before great. everything went insanely awry and I gave up on the show. Uh, yeah, I did not finish. Yeah. Uh and then another fun thing about Awalita, Renee Victor, is she used to be a dancer and singer at the Stardust in Las Vegas when she was a Amazing. young woman. So that's where all that fun singing and kitchen towel twirling probably came from. Listen, this is what I'm fucking talking about. Yeah. Why don't we know more? Como se llama? I'm an asshole. Renee Victor. Why don't we know more about Renee Victor? Like, why is she not celebrated as this, like, the abuela from Coco? Are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Yeah. A former dancer. Like, that is huge. Yeah. Her IMDb is, all right, check out her IMDb. She has deep. a lot of fun stuff there that you'd be like, okay, girl. So, nailed it. Touches, I love that. That touches my heart. Yeah. Another fun thing, uh, our sweet, good boy, Jorge Diaz, is, who plays Hector. He is a big voice actor. He has done voices for one of my favorite cartoons on Cartoon Network, 
We Bear Bears. It's a very sweet, wow. cute cartoon about three bear brothers, a panda, a grizzly, and a polar bear. And they uh, live in San Francisco and uh, have a bunch of adventures, and they're very cute and sweet. <laughs> Wait, are they supposed to like represent like gay bears? No, but there is a lot of fun implication about the gay bear community, which is really fun. Adorable. He's been also in a lot of television shows and movies, but I love that he has so much voice acting work because that's really important too. It really is. Well, let me get to my director stuff first then. Mm -hmm. uh, that is the, honestly the majority of my thing because it's not really fun facts, I guess. It's more like I wanted to kind of explore why a white director would want to write a specifically Latinx movie. Sure. Write and direct. Mm -hmm. So, okay, our director, Christopher Landon, after writing Another Day in Paradise, which I suppose was a movie or a screenplay, he came out as gay, so he is gay. That's one of the things I that I wanted to say. <laughs> love that he's gay, hello. He, uh, hello. Aware that homo, he, at the, hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and he, he came out even though he was aware that homophobia may have harmed his potential in the industry. He says, I may fall off some list because of my sexuality, but if that happens, then I don't really want to be on that list anyway. Which, you know what? I appreciate that he's like, I don't fucking care what you think of me. I'm coming out. And if you have a problem with it, that's not my problem. That is yours. Absolutely. Love that fully. Great. So after, I guess, he came out, there must have been a lull in his career. He wrote, Dis have you seen Disturbia? I haven't, but I have heard the Rihanna song. <laughs> I don't know if the two are... They are Is not. The song in the movie? I don't okay, think I don't remember. So. Uh, so, Disturbia, Shia LaBeouf, he wrote this movie and it was a big hit. So, his career was revived after that and he wrote Paranormal Activity 2, 3, and 4. I believe there might have been some co writing stuff in there. Yeah. So, uh, is there, what are your other fun facts about him? Uh, that his dad is Michael Landon, who is the dad in a Little House on the Prairie. I did see that, and I was like, I couldn't place him. So it's like, this is a family of... Uh, yes. Of... A Hollywood family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is there another one? No, that was it. His mom is also, like, okay. a, a famous lady from... But less... More of a model. Michael Landon was also in Bonanza. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Which I've never seen. Me neither. They talk about that shit on like Golden Girls, don't they? They Maybe? sure do, probably. Yes. Well, now we got to talk about part four. There is a post credit scene that we missed <gasps> in part four that leads into part five. No way. Okay. We totally missed this. And we try to be on top of post credit stuff, but I think we disliked part four so much that when, we, when it ended, we were like, Yeah, the ending of part care. four was awful. So there's a post credit scene where. A guy that I'm assuming is Jesse. It's supposed to be Jesse. It's clearly a different actor because the voice is not the same. He's filming the Botanica or Botanico? Botanica. Botanica from part five. Oh. He's filming this Botanica from outside. He goes into the Botanica and he's like, this looks all crazy. It's all in Spanish, I'm pretty sure. And, you know, we see all the, the candles and the religious figures. He kind of freaks out. He says, this is brujeria. So he starts to run out. And a woman in black comes out and she says, Esto solo es el comienzo, which means <gasps> this is this just is the, only beginning. the beginning. Yeah. And he runs out and that's it. So that was their way of saying, Hey guys, we're taking a Latin American le lean 
in our next movie. Okay. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I, why would they specifically want to do a Latinx horror movie, which I fucking love, but right. I found like this real deep, like straight up film industry article that talked about before the movie became a thing, like before it was even in production, uh, this article says, there's some interesting news about Paranormal Activity 5. Insiders say that the studio is plotting an as yet untitled spinoff tentatively set for spring 2013, and it's aimed at Paranormal Activity's very sizable Latino audience. Amazing. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. It says here at the end, the spin-off will include the demon from the PA franchise and star mostly Latino actors and film partly in Spanish. This will be an offshoot aimed at the groups who have been the biggest supporters of the property, Latinos, specifically people from Mexico, Brazil, and Argentina. Wow! So these movies are apparently huge in Latin America. Right. All right, so let's talk real briefly about Christopher Landon, this director, and why he wanted to do this Latinx slanted film. Now, let's be honest here. Part of the reason they probably wanted to do it was because they knew that their audience was Latinx, and they were like, that's... Sure, and we'll get a, money. It's a smart... We'll, ma we'll make money. It's a smart business choice. But he kind of takes it in a different direction. He says, so they were doing screenings of Paranormal Activity 3, and at what I guess they call like a focus group where they get people who've watched the movie to talk about what they thought. There was a 15-year-old Latina girl in this particular focus group after Paranormal Activity 3, and she knew every character, everything about the mythology, and she was so passionate about it, she started referencing stuff from her own family, her own life, culturally. Every time they would kind of talk about what they should do next with the movie, they started thinking about this girl and so Landon was like, her background is so tethered to this franchise, so it felt like a natural extension to kind of explore this mythology, wow. you know? Well, not for nothing, but when we were watching one and two and three, I think one of the first things I said was, girl, get your ass to a Santera. And we laughed so hard because, <laughs> first of all, hilarious, but yes, get yourself to a fucking Santera, get yourself a limpia, rub eggs on your body now. Now, you get some perejil, some fucking parsley, smash it all over yourself, and then you fucking pray to Yemaya that things are okay. Which... Which is why it connects. Yeah. You know, we're like, I, I, you know, we know what to fucking do. Go to, go get yourself a fucking limpia. Yeah. Okay. So there was another article. I don't remember where this was from, and they got a little like, I don't know how to feel about this. But again, Landon talks about the teenage girl, and then he says he started to peek into the culture and look at stuff, and it became clear that this was an obvious extension of the franchise and that this culture lends itself to these movies. Mm -hmm. Then the interviewer says, is it bad that I kind of wanted it to be completely stereotypically Latin when I first heard about it? I don't really what does know that what mean? that means. I don't get that. I, I just, that that question kind of sets me off. Yeah, what are you and implying, so Landon, bud? Yeah, what, the, what does that mean? But Landon re replied, no, that's not bad, but it's funny because when he, in he initially was a hair nervous because he's a gringo writing and directing this very culturally specific movie, but then as I started really getting into the thick of it, you realize you're just telling a story about friends and that you're, um, and it, that's the emotional anchor of the film. Okay. Which is sure, true. it is about friends. Yeah. yeah. It is about friends. But let's be clear, this is about the Latinx community. Also, big time. Yeah. And they also bring up in this 
particular interview the fact that they like the abuela is fully spanish speaking Mm -hmm. jesse is kind of in the middle he's bilingual he speaks a bit of spanish but hector does not no and that is an interesting thing here because there are so many latinx people in the united states of america who don't speak a word of Spanish. And there and is a lot mean... there's a lot of stigma in being a non-Spanish speaking Latino yeah. because there's a lot of judgment from the Latinx community like why don't you speak your mother/father language? Like that's sure. You know what I mean? But it's like it's very unfair, I feel like sometimes it really that's is. just not Sometimes it's not how you were raised. Yeah. And it does not make you any less Latinx. Absolutely. And that's something that I really struggle with because, listen, I speak Spanish, but my Spanish has gotten so poor. I mean, I should just get to get to work and, you know, brush up, brush up on it, which Mm -hmm. I intend to do. But it oftentimes makes me feel bad and it makes me feel less connected to right. my heritage. And self-conscious some also. Oh my God, totally. Yeah. 100% fully self-conscious. But that, I appreciate that they show kind of different aspects of the Latinx community in this movie. Yeah. And we're all still included in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that that's pretty cool. At the end of this article, it says, could you possibly have spinoffs in the paranormal activity universe for black families, Asian families, and all cultures. And Landon is like, absolutely, that's kind of the idea that we want to open it up. Like, you know, great. Because like we said at the beginning, most of these movies, aside from this one, are very, very white, suburban, middle class. Yeah. I wrote a little something about this very briefly. Like, it's interesting that Landon wanted to take these movies in a different direction. And I really appreciate that. And a few years ago, I would have straight up congratulated him on doing that, like exploring the culture. However, cut to 2020. I think the correct way to do this project now, like say he has this idea. Cool. I want to explore the Latinx community. It's fabulous that you have a cast full of Latinx people. However, hire a Latinx director. Yeah. Hire a Latinx writer. You can co-write, but hire a Latinx writer. I will give him credit because the cinematographer eh, Gonzalo Amat is Mexican he's from Mexico City so that's very nice but it's like Christopher Landon I feel you I love I I really enjoyed your movie give the opportunity to other people that will who don't usually have the opportunity yeah and help them bring your vision to life but also helping your movie making it feel even more authentic by having the people mm-hmm. behind the scenes also get the work that could take them to other places, but also like have their own Latinx experiences and perspectives color the film that you imagine. And it'll make it even Let more them authentic. Tell their stories. Yeah. It'll be even more authentic and a better movie in the long run, I think. Granted, he did say that this was a pretty collaborative movie. Right. Like, he did ask for, like, the actors to kind of be like, well, tell me about this, because this is not my culture. But So, like, I'll give you credit, but also, next time, how about you hire a Latinx director, writer, blah, 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 blah. You know, all that stuff. That yeah. is an important step forward. Yeah. Last but not least, that is very not true, the curandero and the botanica is real. 
I thought when we saw it in the movie, I was like, that looks kind of weird. Like it, it looks kind of cheesy to me because all it looked like all sorts of different uh, iconography mixed up. But that's a real place yeah. that Landon scouted. I I believe that, that because all botanicas look like somebody just fucking put glue on the walls and they <laughs> chucked a bunch of pictures up. Everything. And that is a real curandero. That is amazing. Don Mauro he looked whatever. he looked fabulous. <clears throat> like his outfit yeah. was a fly. And now for real last but not least, I would love all of our readers to look up an article that came out this year, May 5th, 2020, written by Ron Breton, who is of Dominican descent. It's called Underrated Paranormal Activity: The Marked Ones Left White Suburbia to Explore Fresh New Horrors. You can find it at bloodydisgusting.com. The article is very well written, and it basically covers a lot of the ideas that we talk about on this podcast, just about how the Latinx community is not well represented in horror films. However, the Latinx community is not represented well in horror films from the United States. That's true. Not in the rest of the, like in Latin America, it's huge, which is something we're discovering. Yeah. You know? There just needs to be better representation in the United States because we are such a huge part of this population. Absolutely. A study, con he writes in this article, a study conducted by the Hollywood Reporter and Morning Consult, whatever that is, found that a vast 65% of Latinx people say that horror is their favorite genre. Falling second only to African Americans who sit at 69%. Although people of color make up most of the demographic for fans of the genre, they're arguably the ones that are most misrepresented and underrepresented. Which yeah, is very true. Which is why so, movies like, article. which is why movies like Get Out and Us and uh, are huge are humongous. And good. Yeah, it's why a Lovecraft Country it was so popular this season. Mm -hmm. Like it's the more you let black indigenous people of color, like be featured in these films that they are the majority that go to watch, the more you're going to get of, of an audience, a larger audience, because they'll see themselves on screen and they'll also like not only as protagonists as antagonists like that's so fun to just not always be the villain or or the monster like let me be the one that's being chased by the villain and the monster because I deserve it too. Scary shit happens to me too. You know what I mean? That's the thing. The more other people are telling your stories, the more they're going to tell the story of what they think you are. Yeah. And when you start telling your story, you're like, well, actually, I'm this and this and this and this and this. I'm not just what you think I am. I am all sorts of things, good, bad, and everything in between. Absolutely. You know? Complicated characters are the best characters. Let people tell their stories. So, Johnny, let's get to our questions. Let's do it. Were you scared? Yeah, I was. How about you? Hell yeah. <laughs> so I can we just say super quickly, so when I watched this with Eileen, we did it through FaceTime because she's, you know, we don't live in the same place and we do it through FaceTime. So I'm just watching her on the screen as I'm watching the movie. She has a huge pillow 
that she just kind of holds in front of her face while she's watching these movies maybe catches like 25% of it. It makes me giggle so much. There's a lot of times where I should basically say that I have not seen the movie because it's just a pillow in front of my face. I can't handle it. It's ridiculous. Uh, Um, I love it. What was your best scare? I'm going to give this to Penelope with her head in the trap door. The hand coming out scared the shit out of me the first time and the second time. How about you? I'm going to say that hideous witch that pops out right after Marisol (sighs) falls through the ceiling. Because I, she scared the shit out of me the first time and I had completely forgotten about her for the second time around. So Marisol fell through and I was like, oh shit. And I was like, oh fuck, this fucking old hoe is here again. I forgot. Yeah. So right there in your face. Yeah, fuck that hoe. Um, who was your <laughs> <laughs> who was your favorite character? My favorite characters, because oh. I can never make a decision, are Chavo, the adorable dog, <laughs> and the abuela, because I love her. How about you? I uh, I also had two. Mine were Abuelita and Hector for being a good pal. But if I'm gonna give yeah. a winner, it's gonna go to Abuelita. One hundred percent. One hundred. Uh, what was your favorite line? So I really wasn't paying attention to this that much, unfortunately. So toward the end, I was like, oh, crap, I have to pick a favorite line. So I'm going to give it to Art when he says, let's go smoke these bitches. <laughs> so that's it for me. How about you? For me, it's, están viendo películas sucias. Yes. In- uh, inhale included. Um, the, the Latin inhale Stands alone. Stands alone. Almost as the best line fully Beautiful. of the full movie. Uh, what was uh, the best death? Marisol crashing into the sunroom scared the crap out of me. And she, I, I don't know why I seeing her die was particularly shocking. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So how about you? For me, for me it was when Art fucking... <laughs> Boom, that oh. first witch and just sent her fucking flying with the shotgun. Yeah. I was like... Yeah, love that. Kill that hoe. I mean, we got to see that too, because these people are clearly not going to make it out of this situation. So at least we see some carnage on the other side. Yeah, too. kill them bitches. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, did you learn anything? I'm going to say no. I, I feel I feel like Christopher Landon did do his work here. I really do. So I want to give him as much credit as possible. However, there are no Latinx people as co-writer or anything like that. I agree. Uh, I, and also like there wasn't a lot of pertinent information that I was like, oh, I didn't know about this before. Like when I, when we watched it. So I'm going to say no. Lastly, how many ooies do you give this movie? I'm going to give this movie three and a half ooies. I would give it more, honestly. And again, I will give Christopher Landon credit because I appreciate that he wanted to take this movie, this this franchise that needed a full breath of fresh air in a different, interesting, cool direction. I just wish that he had handed over the reins to actual people of Latinx descent or Latinx people. Um, but still, I really enjoyed the movie. I was scared. I enjoyed the characters. I felt for them. It was a good one. It was one of the best paranormal activity movies, I think. I, How about you? I've agree i'm going three and a half stars as well 
for everything you I'm said. I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because for me, the ooze are definitely about the horror part and the scariness mm-hmm. part and how effective that stuff is. And I think that was particularly effective. There was genuinely stuff that I didn't want to look at that I watched <laughs> through a pillow. So, uh, so three and a half ooze. It would have definitely been a higher ooze had it included the stuff that you talked about for sure mm-hmm. but su- and maybe minus the superhero stuff yeah like there was a lot of it that was cheesy and kind of dumb that i was like eh, you know so i think three and a half really gives it the credit it deserves i mean let's be honest three and a half stars is a good rating absolutely That's a good rating. so so you did it you did it paranormal activity the marked ones Well, here we are at the end of our film. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you subscribe, that you rate and review us. Leave us some five stars. Tell us how much you like us because we also love validation and attention. We do. And we need it. You know, because we want more people to listen to our podcast. Yes. Uh, Remember to follow us on social media because you get fun images that we post from the movies we talk about. We uh, like to post goofy things and say happy birthday to (laughs) horror directors whenever their birthdays come around. And every Friday we announce the movie that we're doing the following Monday so that you can watch them during the weekend and have a spooky time with us and giggle away while you're being spooked yeah listen we're fucking hilarious (laughs) (laughs) we're so humble and so hilarious guys uh Uh, so at the end of the day johnny i love you i love you too uh we'll see you next week gang adios Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.